1: Hi, it's Neil Cameron here with episode 212 of the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show that's all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. While staying comparatively sane and having a boatload of fun in the process. Now, in, in today's episode, I want to talk about eliminating the undesirables. Uh it's, episode today is really for a friend of mine. She's a retired science teacher. And She was always the best teacher when I was a Perry guitar teacher at the school she worked at. I used to ask the kids who she was, and they'd always say, oh, Mrs. D. And as great a teacher as she is, she struggled, and still does to a certain extent, to believe in herself as a private tutor. Decades-long successful career in school teaching me absolutely nothing to her because now she's out on her own and it's it's personal and her inner voice says nasty things to her like people won't like you nobody will want you nobody will need you they will say you're too expensive that you're not worth the money they'll bugger you about and they won't show up for lessons And that's because you're not good enough. And that inner voice is a whole bunch of other things which are not true. Now the kids love her, they always have, because she's like their cheeky, naughty grandma kind of a character. And I love to sit and talk to her about the tutoring business from time to time. And here's the thing. Part of the... Job that you have when you're running your own business is making sure that you only work with the right people making it absolutely certain that only the right people end up as your clients and your students as you know I've boiled this down to a rule DDWT which stands for don't deal with tossers and the tossers always self select themselves off the schedule that isn't them rejecting you that's just them being who they are It's self-elimination of the undesirables, in my opinion. Now, recently, my friend was moaning on about a student whose parents were mucking her about. They weren't showing up for lessons. They were canceling at short notice and not paying their no-show fees. You know how it goes. My friend was somehow convinced that this was a problem with her. And it was because she hadn't stood up to these idiots and asked them to shape up or ship out. So I suggested that she have the parents comply with some strict new terms. She's always been very laid back about getting paid up front and late payments and things. So the terms were strictly, they should pay a whole month up front. And they were never gonna be given any credit for late cancellations and no-shows. Now, my friend said this was harsh and it was never going to work. And she was right. I didn't tell her that it wasn't supposed to work. Well, not in the way she thought it was going to work. You see, I reckon the odds were that the parents would slink back under their stone and not bother my friend again. That was my idea of it working. It was eliminating the idiots. And incidentally, if you are in this position, don't worry about the money. I'll just offer you this little pearl of wisdom that was given to me many years ago by a man far wealthier, far more successful and far wiser than I am. He told me that, don't worry about the money now. Fire your worst customers. There's no amount of money that's worth being miserable for. And really my friend was being made to feel miserable when she was treated so shabbily by those idiotic parents. For sure, yes, the child will lose out when their parents are idiots. And that's sad. But that's not my problem. It's not my friend's problem. It's the parent's problem that they are idiots. The child isn't yet aware that their parents are idiots. If she's lucky, she'll wake up to that and not be like them. If she's unfortunate, she'll become just like them. Anyway, my friend Julie presented her terms and the parents duly vanished. They didn't even acknowledge the email with those terms in. This was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant because immediately... My friend could stop worrying about having to deal with these pillocks on a day-to-day basis. And within two days, my friend had used the same lesson slots, vacated, to take on two girl students who she described as a joy to teach. They were lovely. They're pleasant and reliable parents, bought them on time. They were absolutely effortless to deal with. So indirectly, my friend had fired the tossers or more accurately, had got the tossers to fire themselves and in turn made space for two students who were just a joy to teach. This is a win on a win. You take somebody who makes you miserable and replace them with people who make you feel fantastic and you get paid more money for it. Happy days. Now I hope my friend really learns a lesson from this. The lesson is to fire all of your undesirables. They're just taking up space, time, and energy that you could better use to spend with ideal students. And they're leaking misery and negativity into all of your teaching. They're lowering the amount of enthusiasm you have for the work. The subject and that you have with which to inspire other students. Personally, I think it's unconscionable to tolerate anyone who messes things up like that for you and your students. What do you think? Would you fire your worst customers? Let me know your thoughts at info at neilcamado.com. I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn as well as to talk. I'm here to listen. Again, that's info at neilcowardo.com or you can find me in the meantime on Twitter where I am, at Tutor Podcast. So, I hope you subscribe to the Tutor Podcast, leave a review and uh, you'll get all the updates and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business the way I love mine.